Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. Hey everyone, it's Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Long time no talk, right? I uh, took the air late yesterday after the Bengals lost to the Steelers, and here we are again a short time later with some news. I felt like we had to go, we had to come on the air and talk about what is going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. And in short, it's a mess, everybody. It, it is a mess. It is a mess. Regardless, In case you have not heard, Zach Taylor took the air and and had his press conference, wanted to talk to the media, and in that exchange with the media, he made the announcement that Ryan Finley was going to be benched and Andy Dalton was going to be the starter for the remainder of the season. It sounds as if This is a definitive decision for the rest of the year that Andy Dalton will be starting the rest of the games for the Cincinnati Bengals. There is, there are so many things to to dissect, to digest with this whole decision. Um, And I'll try and talk about, about some of those today, but I think we're also going to be talking about more of them later this week on our weekly orange and black insider show. Thanks everyone to uh, for tuning in today. I know Monday afternoons may not be uh, the easiest time to tune in for some Bengals news, especially when the team is 0-11, but I appreciate your interest. I appreciate your engagement. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com, and uh, you can get the, the pod, this Orange or Black Insider podcast along with others on a number of different platforms. Get the show how you can, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, YouTube, CincyJungle.com, um, and then there's other shows on the on the podcast platform, so check that out. But regardless, here we are again with kind of the organization chasing its own tail, right? And that's, that's I guess this is Garrett Ray on the Facebook channel kind of ha- hit it on the head here as to where we're at with this thing. Why not Jake Dolagala? Why not Jake Dolagala? If you truly are in evaluation mode, which Zach Taylor has said as much in recent weeks, and that's that was the impetus to go with Ryan Finley three weeks ago, why do you at that point, why do you go to Jake Dola? Why do you not go to Jake Dolagala to see what, if anything, he has as an NFL starter? as opposed to Ryan Finley. Now, I think I think we know that I, I, it's a safe assumption to make that Dolagala would probably even struggle more so than Finley. He was an undrafted player for a reason. 
he, you know, I mean, he went to a small school. He's got the rocket arm. He's got the strongest arm probably of the three quarterbacks that the Bengals have on the roster. And by probably, I'm fairly certain in making that statement. But I don't, I don't know how much more successful he would be. It couldn't get much worse than under than it's looked under Ryan Finley, but it it really couldn't. I don't see him faring much better. Um, he's inexperienced. He's a rookie as well. He's going to be playing behind that same terrible offensive line. I, I don't, I don't know that Jake Dolagala would have fared better, but I think it would have been a move that you think about if you truly are in evaluation mode. Okay. So that kind of begs the question of, you know, what, what goes into this decision to go back to Andy Dalton? Why are you doing this? Um, you know, why not go the youth movement, quote unquote, with Dolagala, give him a game or two seasons lost as it is. See if he's got anything, and if he looks totally lost, then hey, maybe that's when you go back to Dalton and just say, hey, you know, we're we're owing fourteen. We got to try and win a game and feel good about ourselves going into twenty twenty, and that's where you go. I, I I don't really understand the the mindset there, but um, my only thing, my only reason to believe that why Zach Taylor went back to Andy Dalton as the starter is simply because he's feeling pressure to win a football game. This team is now 0-11. It's the worst start by a Bengals team in its, in its franchise's history. They are doing very little correctly. Most of the things that are going right are not really due to Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor's areas of responsibility, really, it, obviously, it's the whole team as the head coach, but his area of responsibility, his main area of responsibility, is quarterback development, Offensive development, putting points on the board, making an exciting offense. None of that is happening right now. None of it. If you go to, I've mentioned this a couple of times now on the air. The Bengals have not scored more than 23 points in a game this year. Not good. They've scored 17 points four times. And the last three games, 10 points twice and 13 points in Ryan Finley's three starts. Not good. Yesterday, the Bengals had 16% success on third downs. That's terrible. Fit Ryan Finley, two touchdowns, two interceptions, two lost fumbles, 47.1 completion percentage. That's atrocious. Two touchdown passes in three games versus four turnovers, and two of those turnovers, by the way, were returned for touchdowns by the defense. So this is a, to me, this is a little bit of a shell game by Zach Taylor, maybe to potentially keep the eyes off of him a little bit. I also think that Zach Taylor needs to win a football game, if not more than that. He cannot... He cannot go through this season. I mean, I know a lot of a lot of Bengals fans are, hey, tank it, go own 16 all the way, get the top pick, blah, blah, blah. That 
and I think Paul Danner of the athletic wrote this in a, in a recent piece of his as well, going winless in a 16 game season in a football season that does not sit well with a locker room. That does not sit well with veterans. That does not sit well with the fan base. That That's not something that breeds optimism. That's not something that breeds positivity. That does, That's not something that breeds belief in the long term. Tanking, if that is truly what the Bengals are doing, tanking does, does, it has the same effect. It does not breed an an error of accountability. It does not breed positivity. It does not breed hope for the long term. If you're not a good football team, you're not a good football team. Obviously that's where the Bengals are right now, but this team needs to win football games. Zach Taylor needs to win football games. He can't in the same season have the worst start by a rookie head coach in franchise history. Worst start by a Bengals team ever in franchise history cannot be one of the quickest teams ever eliminated in the NFL playoffs and go winless in the same season as a first-time head coach. You just can't do it. And that's why probably this move was made. It is a desperation move to probably tie in an attempt to at least tie the mark for the least amount of wins in a Bengals season, which is two or a two and 14 season. They've only got a handful of games left, two of which are against Cleveland and I think you know that Mike Brown, the owner of the, of the Cincinnati Bengals, if this if he's in a season that is going down the tubes, he is not going to accept losing twice to the Cleveland Browns while going winless in a season. There, there are a lot of things Mike Brown will stand for. There are a lot of things he will tolerate. Losing to the hated Browns twice in a season and going winless and tying a mark that the Cleveland Browns set a couple of years ago is something he will not accept. I think that this is probably something, aside from Zach Taylor having a little bit of autonomy as a coach, I think this is maybe a decision that said, hey, this isn't working with Finley. You made that call. It is not working. It is not exciting. It is not getting butts in the seats. You got to you got to do something here. And you got to put you get you got to give this chance the best team to win. And I think also there are a lot of people talking, how can how could Zach Taylor realistically face the media, tell the fans, tell everyone? We're, we're doing what we can, everything we can to win football games, and you continue to trot Ryan Finley and his 47% completion percentage out there. It, it holds no water. It really holds no water. Um, Terry Oldiker says, I like the move. I'm sick of losing. I, I mean, I think everybody's sick of losing. I think that that locker room is sick of losing. Now, here's the thing. There, there are a lot of moving parts here, Okay. When Dalton and I put this, I put this in a post that went up early on Cincy Jungle before this decision was made because yesterday, after the loss to the Steelers, Zach Taylor was very non-committal to Ryan Finley at that point. I kind of thought he was going to stick with him, but he didn't really make the you know Ryan Finley is our guy for the rest of the year type of answer to questions. He didn't give that to everybody. He kind of said, we got to review the film. I don't know if you can get a good grasp on somebody after just three games. Well, I mean, I think I think in some respects, they did get a good grasp on who Ryan Finley is, who he is as a quarterback. But this is the interesting thing, okay? Aside from all the injuries that, that Dalton had to deal with and Finley had to deal with 
AJ Green, Cordy Glenn, who finally made his return yesterday against the Steelers, Jonah Williams, John Ross, list goes on and on and on on offense. Part of the problem with that is that the Bengals could not run the football. They were last in the league. And when, when the when the team was 0-8 and Dalton was the quarterback, the Bengals were dead last in the league and by a large margin in running the football. They were terrible at it. These last three games, Joe Mixon has run for 279 yards, which is 93 yards per game on average, and 4.4 yards per carry. Dalton didn't have that run game, at least as it's currently performing in these last few games in the first handful of games. Now, with these performances by Joe Mixon has been a larger amount of carries, a higher volume of carries and touches by Joe Mixon because he is basically the best player left on that offensive uh, offensive unit. He is creating quite a few big plays out of nothing. He's getting hit in the backfield. He has to break a tackle or two to, to make some of these big plays. But the fact remains, he is, I don't, I think they've, they're calling more effective plays and, and those conducive to what the offensive line can do and what Joe Mixon can do as a running back. But aside from that, I'm not, I'm not totally sure why this, you know, why that wasn't really looked at in terms of tweaking when Dalton was in the lineup, because obviously if Dalton had this run game to lean on, if there was any sense of balance, there probably would have been some wins in there, especially when you're looking at a close loss to the Bills, a close loss to the Cardinals. And by the way, that was one of Mixon's better better games running the football against the Cardinals. When you're looking at, you know, some of the you may be looking at a team with, I don't know, two wins, three wins right now instead of zero. Uh, that may not be music to a lot of fans' ears because they want that number one pick and they want to get that quarterback. Or for some of you, I'm already seeing Chase Young, Chase Young, Chase Young, Joe Burrow, obviously. I don't, I don't know what to expect here, but other facets of the team are working that were not currently working when Dalton was originally the the quarterback this season. Cordy Glenn is now back. AJ Green was running routes and throwing with Dalton this morning. If you saw that on Twitter and, and there's some video feed of them kind of running. I mean, it was very informal, but Green's kind of in workout gear, not, not pads and a helmet, but workout kind of gear and, and running routes and, and catching balls from Dalton. I don't know if that means he's close to finally coming back as well. We'll see, but that's it. That's a facet that, you know, a player that hasn't been available all year to Dalton or Finley. John Ross is scheduled to come back early December. Maybe that this is the way that they, they feel that they can truly evaluate Andy Dalton in this offense with some of those weapons back. Maybe that they maybe they felt that they didn't give him the fairest shot in those eight games because of their own play calling, the injuries, and all of that. I find that a little bit of a stretch, personally. And I think by now, if you need an additional, you know, four games, five games 
from Andy Dalton to get a better grasp on who he is as an NFL quarterback, I, I find that to be a little bit, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think right now you've had years to to know who Andy Dalton is, whether it's behind a good line, a bad line. You haven't had that long to know him under Zach Taylor, but really who who is really excelling on offense in this in this supposed offensive minded uh, under this supposed offensive minded coach who is who is really really sticking out Tyler Boyd has a couple of 100 yard games but he's kind of getting high volume of targets because the other guys aren't in there and he had a couple of critical errors against the Steelers yesterday this Dutchum Stevens says, sounds like you're making excuses for Andy. I'm not making excuses for Andy. I don't know how far behind you are on where we're talking here, but I'm, I'm giving you some stats and I'm giving you what's there. There was a running game these past three weeks for Ryan Finley that was not there for Andy Dalton. There are guys potentially coming back in this final stretch of games for Andy Dalton that he didn't have at the beginning of the year. Maybe that's why they made this move. It could not be that much worse. Here's the thing with Andy Dalton when he was here and starting for the Bengals under Zach Taylor. He was top five in passing yards, but he had as many interceptions as he did touchdowns. There were missed throws out there that were kind of egregious missed throws by Andy Dalton. There was one yesterday by Ryan Finley down the sideline to Alex Erickson. You know, I, I what I don't want is I, I don't I don't want to I don't I don't think anybody should be sold on the fact that this is going to you know be the cure all and this is now because they made this move midway you know not past midway of the season back to Dalton that this is a cure all and this is going to be the direction that they're going to go uh, as a franchise I, I still firmly believe that the Bengals will take a quarterback very early in next year's draft I don't think this has any bearing on that other than Zach Taylor kind of trying to save his own skin a little bit. I don't know if he's feeling internal pressure that if you're not winning games, if you go winless this year, you are not going to be here next year. I don't know if that's the message that he's been given. It very well could be. I I am fairly certain in saying this, that Mike Brown is not pleased with the attendance that has been shown really since the, the middle of last middle end of last year into this year. Um, and, and that could be, you know, he could be feeling Taylor could be feeling some internal pressure to say, look, man, you gotta, you gotta win games and you gotta put a product on the field that people want to watch. And you simply are not doing that. Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do those with ambitious out of reach ideas, begging to become real solutions they share a vision for how our world and our lives can thrive when bold thinking meets strong silicon. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy through the power of supercomputing. They dream of trust and privacy for all, of advancing and expanding education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to build something better, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Anthony Cazenza. This is uh, we're talking a little bit of Andy Dalton news and Bengals news on this Monday. We uh, we usually do this, especially when some important news has come down the, the wire. I'm with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I mentioned earlier you can get that podcast that John Sheeran, a Cincy Jungle contributor, and I do a couple times a week based on post-game reactions, a weekly show, and stuff like this. We do it a few times a week. You can get that on basically wherever you get your podcasts. So download the show how you can. Thank you for uh, – we've got a lot of live people uh, tuning into this this video. So appreciate you tuning in on a Monday afternoon. Happy early Thanksgiving. Maybe some of you aren't working. I'm I'm jealous if, you, if that's you. <laughs> I, I wish that was my case. But uh, – Here's the thing, and I, I don't want to talk about this too long because I, I want to talk about this on the weekly the weekly show with John when we've when we've got the opportunity to, but an interesting hypothetical that I don't think is a likely hypothetical, but what if Andy Dalton comes back into the lineup for these final five games? What if he goes four and one, five and zero, oh, and it's because Joan, uh, it's because Cordy Glenn's back, it's because John Ross and AJ Green come back, maybe even Jonah Williams. There's talk. I mean, he's he's not on IR. He's on pup. So who knows what's happening there? There's Jeff Hobson at Bengals.com. You know, kind of mentions his name here and there as a potential guy that could be available come December. What if those guys? come back, Andy Dalton lights it up, kind of looks like the quarterback that we had hoped to see in the Zach Taylor offense. And the Bengals win games. They beat Cleveland twice. They win some games. Entirely possible, by the way, because they've got the Jets coming up. They've got the Dolphins coming up. Two games against the Browns. There is a winnable stretch of games. And it sounds like Taylor's committed to Andy Dalton starting the rest of the year for better, for worse. What, what then goes into the decision? Is this, you know, say, say Andy Dalton has a, a high degree of success in these final few games because of other factors, factors the team had planned on relying upon at the, at the onset of the year. And it costs them a few draft spots. And they don't have that number one spot anymore because they beat, say they beat Cleveland once or twice. They beat Miami. They beat the Jets. And all of a sudden, they're a, little, they're a few spots down. And you don't have Joe Burrow at your disposal unless you want to trade a heavy arsenal of picks. And we, we all know the Bengals don't like to do that. What happens then? Do you take a, a Tua, a Justin Herbert, a few spots later. And in the case of Tua, you let him heal up 
and you have Andy Dalton under contract for a final year and you ride with Andy Dalton while Tua heals up and learns the offense, in this in the case of Herbert, do you uh, he didn't play well last weekend and it's got a lot of people including myself kind of questioning some things about him. Do you do with him? Do you do a Carson Palmer John Kitna situation? You draft a Justin Herbert, you'll have him sit and you have him learn behind Andy Dalton and you and you how you ride Dalton in 2020 and Herbert's either your guy later in 20, you give him a shot if the, if the season goes down the tubes again, or 2021, you pass the baton to him like you did with a kitten and Palmer. All of this, uh, all of these hypotheticals rely on Dalton playing well these final few games, but, and that it may not even be an issue, maybe a non-issue. He may, he may play just the same, if not worse than he did to start the season. But if you are Andy Dalton, you're probably pretty pissed off about how this whole thing has been handled. You wanted to be traded around the time you were going to be benched. Now, not only are you playing with a chip on your shoulder, you may be feeling like you are auditioning for other teams for a trade next offseason, and that's where your play elevates, especially with some of these guys coming back. What do the Bengals do at that point? I, I know it's easy to say, oh, well, you got to move on from him anyway, and I, I am inclined to agree with that. But if it costs you picks and draft slotting, if it if he does show the promise that you had hoped to see out of him with these pieces in the Zach Taylor offense, if he, if they show that promise, it's, it really isn't from a coaching perspective to just say, okay, bye. It really isn't. I mean, I mean, I, I've been in those, those shoes. I've been in an NFL head coaching shoes, but I've been in coaching positions where you think you've given up on somebody, you give them a second chance, they end up playing better. And all of a sudden your eyes are opened a little bit and you go, well, it's not so easy to just cut this guy or put him back on the bench. Um, I still think this whole, this needs to be this, this team kind of, as of 2020 needs to be start starting over from scratch in terms of quarterback and whatnot. I, I don't know where Andy Dalton's head. If, if Andy Dalton ends up sticking around in 2020, based on the scenarios that I laid out where he, he won a few games at the end of the year, the Bengals cost themselves some draft positioning. And instead of getting Joe Burrow, they get, they end up going the Tua Herbert route, letting them develop for a half year to a year before taking over. I don't even know what Dalton's headspace would be at that point. I don't know. I don't know where he would be at there. Um, I, I think this is, I, I think Tom Voland here says uh, in the, uh, the live Facebook, replace the play caller. Well, the play caller is Zach Taylor. So if you want to replace him, from that role only, you're going to need to give that role off to Brian Callahan, or you're going to need to get rid of Brian Callahan and hire somebody else. Maybe it's Van Pelt. Um, I, I don't know the true answer to that, but uh, I will say this. I do think, and, and Cutter Thomas here um, kind of mentioned this on Facebook uh, I think if, if everything else held up the same way in terms of the running game, performance and in terms of the defensive performance of the last two games Cincinnati would have won those those last two games and if Dalton was quarterback Cincinnati would have beat the Raiders and they would have they would have won 
they would have beat the Steelers yesterday. I'm fairly confident in saying that. And I think if maybe some of those things were working a little bit better when Dalton started, you know, the Bengals may have, like I said, three wins, four wins total at this point. I don't know what that does for you. Um, I guess it makes you feel a little bit better about Zach Taylor and his staff going forward. It does obviously put the Bengals in a worse position for draft slotting. So uh, a lot here. We're going to talk more about it this Wednesday. But as of now, in week 13, Ryan Finley is benched. Ryan Finley is benched, and Andy Dalton is now the starting quarterback. So he's got five games to kind of show what he's got left. And uh, Zach Taylor has got five games to try and get some wins and put himself in the good graces of fans and ownership and, and prove that he can be a guy that can lead a team. But uh, the, the, for now, this just this looks like a mess. From the outside looking in, it looks like a mess. It looks like disorganization. It looks like indecisiveness. And that does not point to a lot of promise going forward, both for Zach Taylor and, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza. As I mentioned, you can get this program on a number of different audio platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Megaphone. Uh, you can get the videos on YouTube and Cincy Jungle, we do record these when we record an episode, at least for the Orange and Black Insider. We usually do it live via Cincy Jungle's Facebook page and our own YouTube page. So we appreciate you tuning in live and or downloading the show after the fact, however you may uh, watch it. We're going to get out of here, guys, and uh, try and try and kind of process this whole bit of information join us this wednesday night as our podcast is on the air again we'll talk more about this from different angles and uh try and go from there if we if we we don't see you if you don't join the live recording have a good and safe thanksgiving we'll definitely talk to you after that but uh, have a great thanksgiving if we don't talk to you before then and uh keep it to cincyjungle.com for all the news opinions analysis videos all that good stuff Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts.